everyone and welcome back to Awaken and Empower. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I hope you're doing as well as you can. Uh, when this episode airs, we'll be about a month and a half into 2021 and I have to admit, for me, it doesn't feel that different from 2020. I know 2020 was a complete dumpster fire, as a lot of people like to call it. A lot of horrible stuff happened. We don't need to get into that because I know we are all well aware of what transpired in 2020. But yeah, to be honest, the beginning of 2021 doesn't feel that much different. My city has been in lockdown for what feels like months now. I can't even remember when this lockdown started, to be honest. And you know, of course I try to stay informed about everything that's going on, but I just have some days where I simply cannot watch the news. It's too heartbreaking and infuriating and confusing, and there are many other things I would rather do to fill my time. Sometimes it's an act of self-care to avoid things like the news because it's just too triggering, especially on days when my mental health is a little more vulnerable or unstable. We just gotta do what we gotta do to cope and take care of ourselves. But yeah, I'm really getting used to spending basically all my time in my house. I usually only venture outside when I go on my daily walks. Over the past year, I've realized I'm much more of a homebody than I thought I was. And I really just love working from home and making my own schedule and living a more simple life. Of course, I miss going out. Like, for some reason, I've really been missing concerts lately. I'm a huge fan of live entertainment, and I usually go to at least a few concerts every year. So I miss things like that, but I'm making it work and adjusting myself accordingly when it's not working. And, you know, I allow myself to have down days too. If I'm not feeling it, I'm just not feeling it. The pandemic is still going strong and I really don't think we mere humans can expect ourselves to operate at full capacity all the time. So if you've been struggling in any way, give yourself some grace, take some time off if you can, and take care of yourself. Nothing you do will be done effectively if you're running on empty. So think of this as your permission slip to just take it easy if you need to. I hope you got a chance to listen to last week's episode. It was all about the impact and magic of self-empowerment, which is something I'm so passionate about because self-empowerment is literally at the heart of everything I do, everything I create, and everything I am. That episode was also extra special because it came with an exciting new offering I created, which is a self-empowerment journaling bundle. I must say, I'm really proud of this creation of mine and I think it will be super helpful for anyone who downloads and uses it. I mentioned in the last episode that I created it a long time ago but never released it and I recently returned to it and revised it and now it feels even better than when I first created it. This journaling bundle includes lots of info about self-empowerment and then it guides you through 10 ways to empower yourself. And for each of the 10 ways, there are journaling prompts, reflection questions, and exercises to help you really dive into each self-empowerment method. I put a lot of thought into these prompts and questions and exercises, and I included the types of questions that I would ask in a coaching session with a client. So really powerful questions that are designed to get you thinking deeply and critically, and hopefully your answers will connect you with your intuition and help unlock a part of you that you maybe didn't even know needed to be open. 
So if you're interested in downloading this resource, I'll put the link to it in the show notes. I really hope you like it. It's a gift from me to you as a thank you for listening to this show because I really am so grateful that I have listeners and that people are allowing me into their lives in this way. This is something I've been dreaming about for so long and now that it's happening, I'm just so immeasurably grateful. Okay, so now we can get into today's topic, which is all about inner work and how it can transform your outer life. We'll be diving into what inner work actually is, what you can do to tend to your inner world, and how that inner work will impact everything in your external life. And of course, in typical Shaylin fashion, I will be sharing my own experiences with this stuff all along the way which I really hope you find helpful or interesting at least. I just feel like it's easier for me to illustrate my points when I speak from personal experience. And honestly, I personally learn better from hearing personal examples from others too. So yeah, I hope it's helpful for you. And if it's not, I'm sorry, but I'm not planning to silence myself on my own damn podcast. So we're just gonna keep on going like this because it feels right to me. Okay, anyways, let's get into the show. So what is inner work? To me, inner work includes things like self-reflection, caring for your mental health, uh, strengthening your emotional intelligence, connecting with your higher self, listening to your inner voice and following your intuition, healing childhood wounds, unlearning and reframing deep-seated beliefs, working through intrusive thoughts and difficult emotions, basically anything that has to do with the workings of your mind and soul and consciousness. Inner work also allows you to connect with what I call the pillars of your sense of self, so things like self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-worth, self-compassion, those kinds of things. Inner work is all about discovering and learning and unlocking the intricacies of who you are. Sometimes this work can feel more energetic and other times it can feel more tangible. Sometimes it may even be tough to put words to or make sense of it. Inner work is hard and beautiful and uncomfortable and transformative. It'll bring you face to face with the parts of yourself you've tried to forget and those that you would rather neglect. It'll give you space to release what no longer serves you. And most of all, your inner work will strengthen your relationship to yourself and bring you closer to the truest and most authentic essence of your being. Your inner work is important, but if your childhood was anything like mine, you weren't necessarily taught anything about it. Unfortunately, we live in a society that doesn't put much emphasis on this type of stuff, but that's definitely changing now in some big and exciting ways, which is amazing. I freaking love seeing people take care of themselves in this way and having these conversations. But I still feel like there could be more emphasis placed onto inner work because it's so important and yet so many of us go through life neglecting this integral part of the human experience. I didn't even know what inner work was for most of my life. And this neglect led me to that quarter-life crisis I talked about in episode 4. So if you haven't heard that story yet, definitely go back and give that one a listen. It's a doozy, but it really exemplifies the struggle that can come from not tending to your inner work. Your inner work has a direct impact on your outer life, no doubt about it. These impacts can occur at a small scale or a large scale, So an example of a small-scale impact could be if you're having a rough day 
and you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, maybe even a little anxious, and yet you keep trucking along, ignoring your feelings until everything builds up and you lash out at your family or your partner or anyone else in your immediate area not the greatest situation to be in. You will probably have to do some damage control, but if you're intentional about it, your recovery might happen pretty quick. A larger scale example could be living your life to please others, to meet others' expectations, to try to fit in and fit the mold, even to the extent that you ignore how you really feel or what you really believe in and desire and value. Until time goes by and you reach a point in your life where you realize you hadn't been living true to yourself and maybe you don't even know what that would look like for you. And these struggles lead you to depend on unhealthy coping mechanisms and breaking the bonds of the real relationships in your life. Because of the scale of this scenario and how much time has passed and how deeply rooted these insecurities have become, the impact can be much stronger. My point is, our experiences in our outer world usually, and almost always, stem from what's going on in our inner world. So when we don't tend to our inner work, when we don't care for our mental health or get clear on our beliefs and values and boundaries or discover who we really are and what we really want in this life, our outer world suffers in small and big ways. A very recent example for me was actually while I was working on creating this episode. I was really struggling to feel creative and make sense of my thoughts and figure out what it is I really want to say in this episode. I was doubting myself and worrying that I wouldn't be making any sense and this led to a lot of self-criticism and anxiety and overwhelm. I had to know when to stop, take a breath, and step away. I needed to take breaks. I could have powered through and forced the creativity, which I admit sometimes I do. I'm not perfect and this is something I'm still working on. But I am getting better at recognizing these inner roadblocks and conflicts and instability in myself. And I know that if I just force myself to get through it and be productive anyways, anything I create won't be as good as when I'm in a better place mentally and emotionally. If I'm not feeling well on the inside, chances are everything I do on the outside is sort of tainted or subpar or just not as authentic. I've been actively trying to work through these inner struggles because they've been coming up a lot since I started this podcast, and I really just think it's because this is something new for me. I'm still getting used to creating and expressing myself in this way. And also, a part of me is just putting so much pressure on myself to get it right and say just the perfect thing and make total sense all the time and hit every single possible point on the topic I'm talking about. And really, none of that is possible. I'm gonna mess up. Maybe what I share on the show won't resonate with every single person listening. And that's okay. As long as I'm being honest and true to me and trying my best, that's literally all I can do. This is supposed to be fun. I started this podcast because the idea of it lit me up and brought me joy, and I don't want to lose that. So yeah, that's just one of many examples of how my inner work affects my outer life and how I try to tend to my inner world. There are many ways for you to tend to your inner world. The important thing is that you do what feels best for you, always. That's my number one piece of advice when it comes to just about anything. Do what feels best for you. 
inner work is all about tuning into yourself and looking inward. So find the ways that help you do that. Maybe it's journaling or meditating or therapy. Maybe you feel most in tune with yourself when you're exercising or walking or doing yoga. It could even be cooking or driving or having a nice warm cup of tea. It could be any number of things. So if you don't know what the best avenue to your inner work is, do some experimenting. See how different methods feel. For me, often the best thing to do is to just sit in self-reflection, set aside some time, and create a space to just be with myself, listen to my thoughts, and feel my emotions. I also really enjoy journaling and walking and reading, sometimes even consuming inspirational content like music or podcasts or TV shows helps me. Anything that sparks some inspiration in me and reconnects me to myself. You might be surprised what works for you. So try some things out and if you already know what helps you tune in and reconnect with your inner work, do more of those things. Commit to your inner work even if it means having just a few minutes each day to tune in, everything counts. When you pay attention to your inner world, your outer world will prosper in many ways. Tending to your inner world can improve your relationships, your work situation, and your home life. It can help you set better boundaries and improve your self-care and enhance your physical health. Most of all, committing to your inner work will help you show up as your most authentic and true self every day. And that's what life is all about. If you're not being true to yourself, your life isn't really your own, and that's pretty sad. You could be living so much bigger if you just commit to your inner work and all the magic that comes along with it. Back when I didn't care for my inner world and I didn't even know what inner work was, I was a hot mess and I couldn't even realize it. For example, I was a huge people pleaser. I would literally morph myself into whatever I thought the person I was interacting with wanted me to be, even if that meant hiding how I really felt. I cared more about rising to meet others' expectations of me instead of pausing to figure out what my own expectations were. I also did everything I thought I should do, and I'm putting air quotes around should because now I truly despise that word and all of the arbitrary and damaging expectations that come with it. Doing everything I thought I should do usually resulted in me neglecting what I actually wanted to do. I was also really insecure and unsure of myself, and I would always look outside of myself for guidance and reassurance and validation. I depended on others and external circumstances to define my worth. If I got good grades or won awards or received praise, I was worthy. I was so insecure that I often could barely make decisions on my own. I had to seek advice from other people and I couldn't just trust myself to make the decision. I also just didn't really understand who I was and I labeled my inherent personality traits as flaws. I was really sensitive and emotional and often fearful. I was also quiet and shy and social situations were not my jam. <laughs> I thought these were all flaws of mine when really I was just anxious and an introvert and a highly sensitive person, but I couldn't realize that until I committed to my inner work and learned more about myself and finally accepted these parts of who I am. I could go on and on about how my inner work has truly transformed my life, but the point is, 
as soon as I gave myself the time and space and devoted my energy to exploring my inner world, everything in my outer life changed. Not all at once, of course. It was a slow process and it took practice and commitment and a willingness to face all the parts of myself, even when it felt uncomfortable and scary. But it's a process I would do over and over again. And in fact, I am doing it over and over again because I never want to lose that connection with myself. The most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. And I believe it's so important to nurture that relationship as often and as much as you can. So yeah, when I finally started getting to know myself and doing some self-reflection and working through all the things that had been weighing me down, the pieces of my outer life started to slowly fall into place. For example, because I understood my mental health better, I was more able to express myself and verbalize how I was feeling to the people I care about, so those relationships were strengthened. I learned how to listen to and work through all those voices in my head telling me what I should do so I could instead do what I actually wanted to do. And I truly believe that committing to my inner work was the starting point of a journey that led me through a series of events that brought me towards discovering and living a meaningful, fulfilling, and purposeful life. Without my inner work, I really don't think I would have started my blog or taken advantage of the opportunities that helped me grow both professionally and personally, or discovered life coaching, or started my self-empowerment coaching practice, or started this podcast. It's all because I got to know myself, established a strong connection with myself, and continued to commit to myself through all the phases of life. Tending to your inner work will strengthen the pillars of your sense of self, which are things like your self-awareness, your self-acceptance, self-worth, self-esteem, self-compassion, self-care, and self-empowerment. I know from experience how vital all of these are, and I also know how hard it can be to commit to them. We're not necessarily taught, or I wasn't necessarily taught, how to tend to these parts of ourselves. And for me, there also seemed to be some underlying and often unspoken messaging that said putting so much focus on yourself was selfish. It's more honorable to give to others than to receive for yourself. I think especially women are told this and expected to be this way. You know, we must be selfless and put others first and give, give, give. Yes, it's so important to give and serve others, but we can't have one without the other. We can't give without receiving. If we don't receive, we have less capacity to give. And also, I'm calling bullshit on the whole being selfless thing. I don't want to be selfless. Just think about that word for a second. Self-less. Without a self. <laughs> when you don't have a self, who even are you? It's quite a problematic concept. In one of my all-time favorite books, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which is a book that broke open my soul and changed my life in so many ways. Side note, if you identify as a woman, please do yourself a favor and read this book. It'll change everything for you. But in that book, Glennon writes, We do not need more selfless women. What we need right now is more women who have detoxed themselves so completely from the world's expectations that they are full of nothing but themselves. I love that. Don't be selfless. Be full of yourself. Be full of nothing but yourself. Be full of the truest essence of who you are. That's what this is all about. That's what life is all about. To deeply know, embrace, and honor yourself. And all of that starts with some inner work. 
It's okay to put yourself first. It's not selfish or greedy or rude. It's essential to your inner work and it'll only lead you to create beautiful benefits in your outer life. When you make that kind of commitment to yourself, I really believe there's some energetic, cosmic, intangible exchange that happens. It translates from within you to outside of you and impacts everything in your life. The energy you put towards your inner world will blossom out into your outer world. You'll have more energy to give to your loved ones. You'll set an example for those around you. Your work will feel more fulfilling. Your days will feel more purposeful. There is no end to the benefits you could experience in your outer life if you just give yourself even a little bit of time to tend to your inner work. So have I convinced you yet? I hope I have. (laughs) I'm sure this theme of inner work will come up again and again in this podcast because it's really the foundation of everything I believe in. Inner work is the soil from which everything else blooms. We must tend to that soil and water it and plant new seeds if we want to see our flowers grow and spread beauty in the world. Everything stems from inner work. So yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about this many more times. And you know, inner work is really what I help anyone who consumes my creations to do. If you're listening to this podcast or reading the Living Embrace letters that I send out every week, And of course, if you're one of my coaching clients, my goal is to help you tend to your inner world in whatever ways you need to and in whatever ways feel best for you. When it comes to my self-empowerment coaching, there are a few areas of focus in terms of the type of person I feel most called to help. My focus is to help women who are tired of always doing what they think they should do and what others expect of them who often ignore, suppress, and disregard their needs, desires, and emotions, women who feel like there are too many responsibilities, obligations, and practicalities in the way of doing what they want to do. They may seek external validation and often worry about what others think of them, or have trouble thinking for themselves and often seek the opinion of others. My coaching is also for women who feel like they don't really know who they are, what brings them joy, or how they want to live their life. They're often insecure, self-conscious, and critical of themselves. They feel weighed down by the pressures, expectations, and norms placed upon them from external forces, and overall, they want to strengthen their relationship with themselves and live a life true to who they are. These are all things I've dealt with myself. And I'm just so passionate about helping others see the flip side of that way of life. So if any of that resonated with you, first of all, you're in the right place by listening to this podcast. But also, if you're wanting more personalized support, I'm your girl and I'd be honored to start a coaching relationship with you. You can find everything you need to know about my coaching services on my website, livingembrace.ca. And I'll put the link to my coaching services page in the show notes too. If you ever have any questions, you can contact me through the contact page on my website, and I'll also put that in the show notes. And yeah, I think that's all I want to say in this episode. Inner work is such a big and meaty topic, but like I said, it'll come up again and again in future episodes, so we'll have more space to dive into it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm seriously, eternally grateful for you. Thank you for joining me as I navigate this podcast world and get more comfortable expressing myself in this way. If you want to strengthen our connection even more, you can sign up to receive the Living Embrace letters, which are emails I send out every week to the people on my email list. I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes. 
And if you sign up to receive the self-empowerment journaling bundle that I mentioned at the beginning, you'll automatically be signed up for that list. So it's a win-win for you. Again, I'll put the link to sign up for the bundle in the show notes. And yeah, allow yourself to do that inner work. Explore your inner world and get to know yourself. Create space for self-reflection and self-connection. You'll be so glad that you did. And until next week, I'm sending you a big virtual hug because COVID restrictions are still prohibiting us from enjoying real-life hugs. Just sending you so much love and support, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.